up, yes, the kid 50 cent. We rollin' another grand, another grand. When I roll 50 deep, I blow a hundred grand. It's good, it's me. RadioWhat.com What's up, party people? It's Keys Dan with RadioWhat.com, DJLittleRock.com, coming to you live and in living color from the Radio What studios. And this is my podcast, What Makes You Famous? It's an extension of the RadioWhat.com internet radio station that I've been running for quite some time. And if you need DJ services, where do I always send you? DJLittleRock.com One more time! djlittlerock.com check availability and get a free price quote and maybe you can have me at your next event you know i like to party with the people the people need to be entertained are you not entertained let me entertain you speaking of entertainment today on the program i got kfu shamir oh you might have heard that name kfu shamir you're gonna hear a little bit more about kfu shamir in the next few minutes so stick around This week's shows, I have my one public show, my faithful Friday night gig at the Rab in Conway, Arkansas, the video dance party, karaoke jam. Yes, I said karaoke. You're the stars of the show. It's a little concert starring each and every one of you. All you got to do to be a star is sign up for karaoke. It's easy. And I said video dance party. So you know all the people that, uh, that I've talked to throughout the week on the What Makes You Famous podcast. I usually try to feature at least one or two songs if, you know, if I'm talking to a, a music artist and I like to tell people at the club about all the the people that I've been talking to on what makes you famous. So see, you know, spread the word, spread the word. <laughs> and, uh, you know, Saturday I have a wedding. Oh, I know you can't come to the wedding unless you're invited. But let me tell you more about the rab. I'm sorry. I, I, I got I got on a tangent. <laughs> The Rab on Friday night, 8 p.m. until until 1230 in the morning. And that's uh, in Conway, Arkansas. The Rab, R-A-B, video dance party, karaoke jam, full bar, kitchens open, pool tables, pool tournament on Friday night. So if you want to try your hand at playing pool and possibly make some money, I encourage you to come out to the Rab, Conway, Arkansas. Yeah, come on out. Play with us. <laughs> All right, that's enough intro. Let's get into it with Kfu Shamir. I got him on Skype, so if you're listening to the audio version, I encourage you to check out the video version on my YouTube page, youtube.com forward slash user forward slash Keys Dan, and you'll see him right there next to me. Skyping Kfu Shamir now. You fitting in my broadcast software, looking so yeah, good. Man, you know, <laughs> <laughs> Kfu is it Shamir? Yeah, yeah, Kfu Shamir. Man, that is fantastic. I've been looking forward to talking to you for a while now, man, and I've been listening to some of your music. It, you, you are, uh, you, you are something special. You know, definitely in the hip hop genre for sure, and you have something to say. Uh, you know yeah. that that's something that that we just don't have a lot in today's hip hop in today's uh in today's freestyles you know it, it seems like it's the same thing you're talking about girls money drugs and that's it yeah. i mean there's yeah. very little else i mean but else. you sound very like you're little. telling a story when you uh yeah, I'm, trying, I'm trying to tell the real life situations for for people that's in the struggle whether you whether you're in the inner city or whether you you know you're in the hood or whether you you coming from poverty, I'm just trying to tell those real life stories that you see every day, uh, those life situations. So I always always consider my rap music is just life situations. You know what I mean? So and that's what I try to bring to the table. Well, I miss storytellers, man. I, I miss uh, you know Tupac and and Biggie and, and you know the the people that told stories. And even before that, uh, you know uh, you know Curtis Blow and I, you know a lot of times it was. Uh, it was a uh, pretty it it was pretty basic i'm the best from the east to the west i got the biggest ah. mouth from the north to the south it was pretty basic back in the 80s when i was first becoming uh known you know before hip hop got under my radar but then in the 90s 
it felt like the stories started to come. And I, I think people got pulled away from that. Where did you, uh, where did you grow up and, and, uh, and where did you first find your love for, for the hip hop and the rap? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I grew up in uh, uh, South Central LA. So South Central Los Angeles. So my situation was you know, dealing with the everyday, everyday street life situation around the hood, which is, is, is that great. So you had to grow up tough early to survive what's out there once you leave that, that door out of your home because reality kicks in real fast when you're growing up. So I was able to uh, learn quickly how to survive um, what we call uh, the, 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 the jungle or the, the wolves that are out there to, to eat you alive. <laughs> Man, you know, I grew up in Miami and, and I feel like there was bad parts and good parts. There's always, you know, when you're a little kid growing up in the city, you could find some fun. You could find some love. You could find some good times. But, yeah. uh, you know, I know that sometimes people dwell on the bad times, man. You, but yeah. I see you, I see a smile on your face. For the people yeah. that are listening to the audio version of this, I assure you, K-Fu is a smiler. You know, he's he's grinning through it, whether he's having problems or not. Everybody's got problems. And I, I think there was an old saying that I remember. If, if you threw your problems into the if everybody threw their problems in a circle you would probably go ahead and grab your problems back after seeing what everybody else is going through as well so I agree. you know I, I, agree. I figure you've gone through some stuff i mean shoot we we all have growing up i i had a single mom i mean tell me about your family life a little kfu uh growing yeah. up in los angeles man la south central west side you know what i'm talking about um I grew up in a single mother home too. Uh, older brothers, older sisters. Um, uh, the mother was the uh, backbone of, of the family. You know, of course, my uncle was, uh, was the male figure, but I used to call him a male figure, like a father figure, because he's come by, also dis- discipline us as well when we acting up out there, and mom came and handled us. Then uncle would come by and, and discipline the situation as well. Uh, my uncle, he, he was Muslim. So, you know, I got the, the Muslim teaching on his end. My mother was was into the Bible. So I got a lot in. So I got I got I got an earful on, on both sides of it. So I understood everybody's perspective. You know what I mean? Um, but the, the, the life itself taught me how to endure uh, the real problems once you grow up as a teenager, which you got to deal with out there, and as an actual adult. So it kind of molded me into dealing with the problems more better than uh, just, you know, doing a Kurt Cobain type situation. <laughs> I didn't want to be one of those type of you know what I mean? So I was able to deal with all the problems and make a better situation out of how to, to get out of that problem. Music was like an outlet because when I was young, my brother, you know, my older brother used to listen to Tupac consistently he was he was he's a diehard Tupac fan right and I was a, you know I was a little kid then and uh, I fell in love with what what Tupac was trying to say I kind of got it right away it made sense sense to me when he's doing music so I, th- I started listening to his music as I grew up you know religiously and, and that's probably a big influence just on my music career is Tupac and also the late great Nipsey Hussle as well because Nipsey is really my age group I'm 33 he died when he was 33 so, you know, Kfu, you're talking about these uh, these greats that uh, that that they burned like a, a roaring flame and then burned yeah. out quickly. Yeah, how do yeah. you navigate through that business? That all right, uh, fr- all right. The, the conspiracy that Tupac maybe he said too much when he was doing his rhymes. Maybe he said, he named names. He said situations. He started talking too much. Do you think that's what did him in? Or do you think it was a complete accident? You know what it is? Uh, I think it was a lot of uh, jealousy. And unfortunately, you know, when you get some type of level of success, you got that negative part of it where there's a lot of jealousy that don't want to see you get that success. And if you're speaking with a lot of sense, like Tupac was doing, he spoke a lot of sense in music. Some people feel threatened by that because he's going to influence the, what I call the not-so-smart people to wake up and be smart about a lot of different things. So he probably got certain people uncomfortable in very high, high places. Um, and he also got people uncomfortable in very low, low, low places. You know what I mean? So uh, I think that's what happened with Tupac. 
um, because he had a brilliant mind, a very brilliant, brilliant, brilliant mind that he had. And I, I think if he was still alive now, I guess he'd be, what, 50, maybe, something like that. He probably would have went into more politics his, his damn self. You know what I mean? Sure, you're probably right. Now, we, you're talking about, about Tupac, and I'm not yeah. saying he was a prophet, and I'm not saying he wasn't a prophet. He might have right. been a prophet of today. And you were right. talking about your mom talking uh, the Christian Bible in one ear yeah. and your uncle yeah. talking the Quran in the other ear. I'm familiar yeah. with the Christian Bible. I've, you know, I was born in a Catholic and I, I went through, uh, you know, my phases trying to find my way. Baptist church, Southern Baptist, black right. Baptist, uh, Jewish right. girls. I never got really much into the Quran. I dealt with some of the Muslim uh, girls yeah. college and stuff. But I never yeah. really got the teachings of the Quran. But I'm sure whether you believe or not, there's some it's good words in there. There's some good teaching in there. Good teaching. Good teaching. I, I'll, be, I'll be honest with you, uh, Dan. Yeah. Uh, I felt I felt more more attached or more in love with with the teachings of, of, of Islam with the Quran than, than I did with with the with the Holy Bible with Christianity. I did fall more in love with that. Well, tell me, uh, what, what's your basic, you know, I know we're not going uh, to uh, get all the mysteries solved yeah. of the Bible and the Quran, but what's yeah. your basic um, split between the two? I, I never really did go to to uh, to mosque. I, I'd like to yeah. go check out a mosque or two and, and maybe, you know, see what it's all about. Even at this age, yeah. I'm always yeah, searching. It, 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 teach, it teaches, to me, it teaches more love and compassion in the Quran. And it teaches it teaches the uh, the Most High, which is which is God, is the, the whole Creator, versus I guess with with Christianity, you, you, you talk more about Jesus getting you to the Most High to God. Got to go through Him to get to God. But uh, the Quran is really you and your relationship with with the Most High, with the God, which is Allah. So you know you got more connection with with the higher being. So. Okay, yeah, that makes sense to me. Well, no, I get you know the that. Allah is the the top dog, and yeah. then Muhammad is like his prophet, his main prophet, yeah. right? Yeah. And that's uh, pretty much all I got. And I know that there yeah. has to be teachings of love and understanding, just like any yeah. Bible, you know, or any any teachings of religion. You're trying to make sure that people live and walk uh, the right way. And even Correct. if you don't have religion, I encourage you to walk and talk and help your fellow man. Definitely. You know, yeah. you know, take care yeah. of yourself. Make sure that you're all straight and then take yeah. care of your brother right next to you, your sister right next to you. You know, that's what we should be doing. Uh, but uh, you're yeah, you're supposed to be uh, uh, the one that I need. Like a lot of a lot of people, they, you know, they throw their nose up or they, or they shun a lot of those, those homeless people in different you know states or cities. Or countries, they you know they thumb them down, or they stick their nose up, whatever, yeah. or they judge them. Uh, that's not what Quran is about. It's about helping those in need. So that's what I, I identify with that because I'm more like if I see someone in need, I'm ready to help right away. I, I want to you know you know. So I guess that's why I do this music stuff because I, I want to talk about those people in those 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 dark places. You know the real life places, those homeless people out there struggling. I want to be a voice for them. Those people in the inner city that's struggling day to day with low wages and dealing with poverty. I want to be a voice for them. You know, stuff like that. Real life situations is what my music is all about. You know, so and then you know later on, hopefully, I can be a, a, mayor, a humanitarian, give money to those causes. You know, to uh, those people in need. So that's what I'm about. That's what K Food Shimmer is all about. Well, I think about people like uh, you know that give back to the communities that they're from never forget where you came from uh yeah. i guess the, the one of the most recent things when drake had a music video that was like a they gave him like almost a million dollars and he made the the video on a shoestring budget and gave all that money away and you know and yeah. that that brings light to hey, hey i respect i respect uh, stuff like that but yeah. that's being real realize he's canadian that may not happen to it an American. Yeah. <laughs> Americans yeah. call, hold their money tight, man. Yeah. Uh, Canada's a whole nother whole nother situation up there, man. But I appreciate what he did for sure. And I see I thought that was impressive. Yeah. You know, but but, you, but you're right. As Americans, we put a high, you know, a high uh, value on the dollar. So if you make a lot of money, they look at you differently, you know, they love you. You know what I mean? Even though they may talk, you know, that little slick shit about you behind you, behind your back. But when you come around, everybody's in your face, smiling. 
You know what I mean? But you know it's fake love. <laughs> well, I mean, uh, you know, as a DJ, I play music videos on on, uh, on the weekends when I do my my things at the clubs on Friday, and then you know weddings and parties on Saturdays. Uh, you know, I play music videos, and a, a lot of times they want hip hop. They, they want something with the, the a beat with some bass. But all the music yeah. videos, you know, you see it's uh, yeah, was it big booty girls and yeah. throwing money and yeah. big cars. You know, but you, you, you know, if, if you're making a video and I did uh, check out your YouTube a little bit, uh, there is uh, some, some good content there and, yeah. but uh, you really haven't made too many music videos. It's been, yeah. you know, your music over a static picture, but if you were going to make sure. a music video, what, I mean, what kind of music It'll video be- would you make out of, uh, say, say your, your newest song, uh, California yeah. Dreamin's. California, yeah, California Dreamin'. We skiing and you know, I mean, that's that's all about the California lifestyle in the city of LA, uh, through all those, those, all through those hoods in South Central, Inglewood, Compton, Watts. It's, it's those black folks' daily lifestyle that they're going through every day, and that's what it was all about. And also, also those, uh, those Mexicans as well out there in the inner city along with us. So it was, it's about the lifestyle that we deal with every day. So my whole video would, would just be simple. It'll take the camera, film through all the, the areas in, in LA, through the hood, you know, through the west side, through the east side, you know what I mean? And then even go there to the Hollywood and see how they get down out there in Hollywood. Just roll the camera and then rap. You know what I mean? It'd be real simple. So it'll show all the lifestyles, everybody's culture. It also show those beautiful females too. They're gonna be up in there. And, and, and it's it's it's, it's at, at four twenty, smoking that good California Kush. See, see, see California dream. It's about a lifestyle. It's that four twenty. It's been happy, being free that day, and you going through the whole city smoking on that weed, trying to bag you a fine ass female. You just see the whole culture in that video. That's all the California dream is all about. It's about that four twenty. You know what I mean? <laughs> Amazingly enough, K Fu Shamir, uh, the last podcast that I had was uh, talking to a, a, a gentleman that calls himself the the Hemp Guru, and he's out there in I guess he's in North Northern California. Uh, I guess it's, okay. what was it called Live Oak, maybe up there. Okay, okay. okay. He, he lives up in the north, but uh, he's talking about it. And I, from what I understand, you know, I I don't have a lot of experience with marijuana. I well, I get ooh, I said the bad word, cannabis. <laughs> Cannabis, cannabis. Yes, yeah. uh, you know, uh, yeah. you know, could. Hey, man, it's a lifestyle in California. We, we, we our, our whole state is legal. We smoke, we smoke weed just like like cigarettes. Like it's out in the streets, like like you can walk down the street. Yeah, yeah, you walk down the street. No, no, no. One time, which is police don't don't harass you because it's legal. Uh, so everybody, you know, I don't care. you come if you come up in California, you're gonna be smoking some Kush. Man. Or you'll be wearing your chucks, them Chuck Taylors on your feet, because that's the lifestyle for us out there, smoking that Kush, smoking that weed, rocking our Chuck Taylors on our feet, them Chucks on our feet, uh, rocking them Dickies, you know what I'm talking about? So that's, that's California. Man, I, so I hope I hope the Chuck, I hope the Chucks are a whole lot more com- comfortable than than uh, when I was in the eighties, in the early eighties. Man, my, I, I begged my mom for eleven dollar Converse. Come on, mom, take me to Jay Byron's, which is our local uh, department store. Come on, eleven dollars. That's all I need. Eleven dollars. Imagine me, a little fourteen year old snot nosed kid trying to get eleven dollars out of my mom. She said, "No, nope, we're going to the grocery store. You're getting those two dollar bobos." You know, yeah. they cost a dollar forty nine to make you feel fine. <laughs> hey man, you can go to any W WSS store, footwear store, you can get all those Chuck Taylors two for two for sixty, uh different color pairs. So everybody goes to the WSS store, get those deals on those Chuck Taylors, you know, in California. So Well, I finally your- did get those Chucks, man, and they were so yeah. uncomfortable. They hurt my feet. I wore them to prom. I had some pink ones and some purple ones and some white ones and some black ones uh, and some checkered yeah. ones. And I bought yeah, a yeah. bunch of them and they hurt my feet, man. I think I wore <laughs> them each maybe one time saying, well, maybe these will be all right. I hope they got some padding on them now. I, I really do. <laughs> yeah, they got padding. I mean, you know. Whether you whether you're rocking the blue, black, white, red, <laughs> whatever you're working, uh, rocking, uh, purple, green, whatever you're rocking, the well, they're nice and comfortable now. I, I had those original Michael Jordans back in the '80s too. Um, I, I, they were mostly red with black and white, and then I had some mostly 
uh, white with black and red. And from what I understand, uh, Michael Jordan, when he was going for his sixth ring, he went back to his original shoes and his feet were bleeding by the end of the by the end of the game because those things had almost no padding, you know, in comparison to the newer versions that came out years later. But man, yeah, yeah. shoes, man, I, I could talk about shoes. You know, I, I walk a lot. I, you know, I, I spend my whole day walking outside, trying to get some air, trying to get some exercise, trying to get some of this fat off my body. And I got to have some good shoes, man. I know the Nikes, uh, the, the Monarchs seem to fit me real good. I have a yeah. wide, wide feet as well. I don't know how we get yeah. on shoes, man, but I like it. I like it, man. So you're wearing your Chucks yeah. out there. Yeah. Represent. I wear my Chucks. I wear my Chucks. I rock those Nikes. Uh, uh, also, I also rock, rock some Tims. Um, wallabies, you know, I always rocked a couple of shoes on my foot, but my main pair uh, of shoes is definitely Chuck Taylors and some Chucks. And then I then I slide into some Nikes. Yeah, that's how that's how I get down. All right, Kefu Shamir, I, I definitely want uh, Chuck Taylor to uh, go ahead and get uh, sponsor you, sponsor you, get in your corner, uh, put your face on a shoe. You know, yeah. <laughs> people want to get those Kefu Chucks. <laughs> Now, That'd be nice. now no, is Kefu your is Kefu your birth name or is that something that yeah. you took later? Yeah, that's, it was given, it was given to me by my grandmother. Uh, uh, she gave me Kefu. Uh, Shamir's the last name, but my, my grandmother and mother named me Kefu because it, it stood for something. It stood for Kingdom of People Highly United. So that's what Kefu. Oh, I like that. You, you know, when when you say what's in a name, you take a name and you give somebody. The all right, because I I think uh, Daniel, which is my 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 real name, the L, the E L, is something to do with God, but it's yeah. like a yeah. power of God, of God or God, yeah. you know, fights something like that. But I I know that if you give somebody a name that has power, that has meaning to it, it gives them like a leg up. And I think you took I'm that right. and you ran with I it. Name and I ran with it. Yeah, I took it. Because everybody was, you know, they, at first they came, you know, they they, really, they don't really know uh, what, what I'm saying, or they have like, what do you say? What do you say? So they got to they got to ask you again. So you never forget the name. So and I say, okay, yeah, Kefu Shamir. Well, what do it mean? I said, well, it's kingdom of people highly united, because that's what we're trying to do here. We're trying to unify these people in the deep hoods there, and so we can uh, get this paper. Because at the end of the day, economics is the main focus uh, of really growing as a people. It's not economics, right? So, you know, that's what K-Foods about, getting that economics right, getting that bag, and unifying us, you know what I'm saying? And that should be the goal, you know what I mean? Not tearing us, tearing each other down. So, I, you know, that's what that name, that name does bring power, you know? And my grandmother used to, you know, instill in my ear, have me reading lots of books, couldn't leave out the house, so I finished the books, you know, with the hard-headed ones out there. <laughs> well, saying your you know? name kind of reminded me when I was a snot-nosed kid in Miami, you know, and I'm riding my bike down the street, and uh, people down the, on the corners would be like, uh, they would call me, uh, my nickname back then was uh, Hey Foo. They'd be like, Hey yeah. Foo. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. A lot, a, lot, a, lot, a lot of Mexicans call yourself Foo, Foo, Foo. <laughs> I'm fool. joking, man. I'm joking. I had a pretty good, I had a pretty good yeah, upbringing, you know. Uh, you know when you're when you're young and you're you know trying to make your way in the city. Hopefully, you had a, a, a good group of friends that that you could you know call your own. Maybe a little yeah. a, a little yeah. gang of, of friends that and and I say gang. Yeah. I use the term loosely. Maybe not a gang that's causing trouble, gang, but a gang of uh, friends. You know, some people that that you could hang out with. Do you yeah. did you find yourself yeah. playing outside or do you play? Inside, yeah, yeah, yeah. I was out, man. I was outside every day, yeah. you know, in the neighborhood. So yeah, I had a lot of close friends that uh, that want to do something with their lives. You know, a lot of positive stuff. You know, we played football, uh, we played, you know, stickball at the park. Uh, we did a lot of stuff. We played games, you know, because as a kid, you play all the type of games. You know, you don't look at, at life as so uh, uh, detrimental or. You don't look at all the bad out there. You should remember good as a kid. So, you know, you just play with each other. You know what I mean? So, I had a lot of great times coming up as a kid. Well, okay, uh, food. That's how you, yeah. Friends. That's how you learn about life, man. That's how you, yeah. you network. That's how, that's your first, your first instance when you're, when you're playing with your friends. Yeah. That's how you learn how to be a, a good person in, in, in your community. 
And that's how, exactly. you know, part of growing up. Now, in school, exactly. I, I saw on your Facebook that you even went into some college. Did you, yeah. did you do good in, yeah. high, in high school and then yeah, you went yeah. into college? Yeah, I, I, I graduated from high school. I graduated from Crenshaw High in L.A. And then I uh, went to uh, University of Southern California as well and uh, graduated with a B.A. as well, a business. So that's why that's why I knew about the business you know, this independent stuff to push my own stuff because I went to Lino College and learned the business side of it, how to run our own business. You know, I'm just doing it independently, or independent label. So it's going to take me more time to get there versus that major label that has a hell of a big budget and wants to throw away. You know what I mean? No, so, this podcast is. No, this podcast, Kefu, is a learning yeah. podcast, and you're teaching people that they need to learn about the business side because it's not show friends, oh, yeah. it's show business. And people will eat yeah. you alive if you try to navigate this without uh, any kind of knowledge. And so definitely exactly. learn, uh, you know, stay in school, learn things, learn learn how to be a, uh, you know, learn how to manage your money, learn how to manage your time. Uh, don't let yeah. people take advantage of you. But, uh, you know, from what I understand, you're, you're on Apple iTunes, you're on Spotify, you're trying to sell your music that way. But from what I understand, it, you know, even being an, an independent, nobody's selling records anymore. Nobody's selling CDs anymore. Are you right. are you going out on stage? Do you do you get out in front of people? Can yeah, I go to a case from concert? Yeah, I'm gonna, start, I'm gonna start doing some shows real soon because that's where you, that's where you really get your bag at. Because you're you're right uh, with all the uh, internet streaming, the, the percentage of what they give you is so very low. You don't really get a nice bag. Going through Spotify's titles, Apple Music, Amazon, uh, Pandora, and the rest of them, because mm-hmm. it's just a very low percent of thing that they give you. You get your real bag when you step on stage and do those performances, because you get that money the same night. You know what I mean? So, yes, yeah, so I'm focused on trying to do some shows. I'm trying to tell everybody that I do interviews with. Tell, tell us the promoters to hit me in the DM and book me for a show. We'll come to wherever you're at, get on stage, show love back to the people. If the people in that area loving the music, we'll come there and do a show for them, period. Just make sure you know, they have our money right when we show up. You know what I mean? That's it. Well, okay, Fu, so, most people start, you know, in their hometown uh, or wherever they're yeah. living. And you yeah. being, you know, like a hometown boy, you're, you're from yeah. Compton. LA, LA in that area yeah, LA, you, yeah, LA. you're born South there Central. you're yeah. raised there you live there you've never moved away from there those people got to show yeah. you some love that you know do you have yeah. places that you go where you can go play yeah. or yeah, you- I, 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 I do a couple shows around the clubs around LA I've done a couple shows at the, uh, the festivals also done a couple shows at the, the Lamert Park on the weekends because on the weekends on Lamert Park they do a lot of uh, business, like businesses sales around the park and they have music festivals where you can perform out there. So I done a lot of that as well. Mm-hmm. Um, I want to do more uh, shows where there's more money involved. And I also want to do shows throughout the USA and even international. You know what I mean? Because yeah. uh, I get a lot of love in a lot of different states in the USA, but a lot of different States and countries as well overseas. A lot of people love the music. You know, a lot of people in my DM. I got over one hundred and three thousand followers now. Instagram. Yeah, you might you might find that going out of the country because you know, uh, I guess a SoundCloud rapper is a dime a dozen. You know, people are making beats, people are making sounds, uh, spitting out. But if you go to another place around the world where maybe it's not so prolific, you could be huge in Brazil. You could be huge yeah. in Japan. I think there was a, a record big in Japan. You know, you, you can break into that Chinese market. Uh, Ukraine, yeah, they need some love over there, I think. They need some love, too. <laughs> yeah. hey, but, hey, Japan, Brazil, uh, Germany, Italy, uh, France, uh, Netherlands, uh, Canada. It's a lot of countries overseas be showing me love. India, yeah. you know what I'm talking about? Africa, that's a lot of people show me a lot of love overseas. So, yeah, I would love to get over there and get some of that bag. Yeah, but that is a little bit more bigger. But big you know, picture, you know, you're, you're in your own backyard. 
And how yeah. come people won't make how won't show you some love in your own backyard? I mean, everybody starts in the same place, you know, doing yeah. you know, like a free show or an open mic. Yeah. But I, what yeah. you could do, I mean, you know, be, being in the music business, being in the entertainment business, it's a hustle. And what you yeah. could do is go to one of these uh, clubs, one of these restaurants, and maybe start your own open mic. See if you can get a couple bucks uh, to get other people to show up and provide some entertainment and maybe you'll get paid to be the open mic guy you know it's uh it's tough it's a hustle man that's that's where everybody starts is practically doing stuff for free until they make a name for themselves and then they get it you know they get big but you know i'm listening to your 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 um your raps on your on youtube and and even on spotify and man you're good you're good. You, 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 who's all right. You said you, you were playing around town. Give shout outs to some of the, the places that you've been with and who's making yeah. your beats. Are you making your own beats? Uh, are no, you no, producing your own stuff? Did a producer produce my tracks, man. I get so many tracks sent to my, 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 uh, my email from different producers all over the world. You know what I mean? Uh, shout out to Alvin Arise. He's a producer out of Canada of that California Dreaming track. He produced that. Uh, shout out to Insane Beats out of, uh, 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 he's out of the uh, Netherlands. He produced the uh, Moonlight the Loving track. He produced the uh, Still West Side track. Uh, he produced Hard Hit at One track. The kid way out in the Netherlands. Um, shout out to uh, uh, the producer, uh, my boy uh, Legion Beats. He produced Dreams Come True um, track. He's, uh, he's, he's up in the Bay. He's in San Fran. Um, so I, I got different producers, man. You got a hot track, and I'm feeling it. I don't care where you're at. I'm going to jump on it. You know what I mean? So I, I have a lot of different variety of tracks to uh, to uh, jump on because I got a lot of people sitting there to me. So, so shout out to those producers. Legion Beats, Insane Beats, Alvin Rise. Uh, also, my man, Black Morsel. Also, shout out to the kid, uh, uh, my boy Keys, Bones, and One Nation. So many different producers that send me tracks. So shout out to all of them. Well, K Fu, yeah. you're already internationally known. You're known to rock the microphone because you get. <laughs> <laughs> all day. Man, that is. Man, I, 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 look, speaking look, of. I just go in the studio when the, when the, when the, when the, the music is playing. I like playing my ears for, for like a, maybe like 30 minutes or an hour. And I just go in the booth and just record. I don't write shit down. Okay. I don't write nothing down. What what? Where's the booth? Do you have your own booth that you record your vocals at least? Yeah, what, what, what I do, I go into professional studios around the city of LA. I book the, the time slot, you know. So maybe I book it for maybe twelve hours, and I just go into that studio and just later 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 songs down right away. Later vocals down, then I let the, let the engineer and uh, mix and master it maybe another day. But I just go in later vocals. Wow. that so, sounds uh, like it costs money hopefully that costs, be- it costs money now yeah it definitely costs some money hopefully that ba sure, that you guys make sure it's hot when i finish i make sure it's, it's hot because if, it, if it's not then i just go and do it again I, i'm trying to, i'm trying my best not to push out no garbage nah. i got some new tracks i haven't even put up there on spotify yet so hip-hop and uh i'm not gonna put them up there because i'm gonna put those two on the album called black ghetto Black Child's album, or at least that, in August. So we get that album. Wait a minute. So you're uh, still making albums? I didn't think people made albums anymore. I thought it was all singles. I make albums. Hey, Dan, I make albums out there, man. But that, I'm real about this music. That, I make albums. Well, that's one thing I yeah. miss when I was growing up. You know, I'd go to the record store, and I spent a lot of time at record stores <laughs> uh, looking at artwork, opening up the albums, checking out <laughs> the liner notes, you know, yeah. finding out more information about people, uh, getting their stories. How did this song come about? You know, I, yeah. I, I like to know those things. But on a, yeah. you know, you buy a single from Apple, you don't get that. You know, you don't get the yeah. story. You don't get the bio. Yeah. You don't get the, you, you, the artwork. Yeah, you'll, you'll get the, you'll get all the, uh, uh, the credits off that. I know what you mean. Well, that takes um, more people. That takes more, more of a crew, yeah. more of a, a team for K. Fushimir. Uh, you know, yeah. you need an artist. You need a biographer. Yeah. You need social need media directors. I, you need. Look, I'm a, a one man team right now. I'm doing everything. Yeah. So until until I, I grow into a mega. Where I have all those people in place and handle all this bullshit, and all I do is focus on that creativity of the music, like I really want to do. I'm gonna be something, something special to deal with. 
<laughs> I mean, it sounds like you've got people all over the world that are at least helping you to produce yeah. your songs, yeah. your tracks, which is great. You know, that at least yeah. that's a part of the team. Now, once you get to this level, which you're, you know, if you've already got over 10,000, uh, you know, people on, on Instagram, uh, yeah. you know, listening to or following you. I mean, I'm looking, you, you got over, yeah, you got over a hundred and you got 103,000 people yeah. and you've done this all on your no, on your own. On my own. I all mean, independent. I, on my I own. couldn't imagine if you had somebody backing you up and I see you're a single man. You, you don't even have, yeah. uh, you know, somebody that's helping you in your corner. You're finding love. We need to find some love for yeah. gay food. Yeah. I, I, you're, you're right. Because 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 Kate Schmidt loves the pussy. Uh, he, he loves the sexy females. He loves those sexy females in all different races. Well, that's so, you, um, man. I've been, I've been so focused on the music that um, it takes a lot of time yeah. from from that strong committed relationship. So I don't really have that to give right now. But I do have time to give on some uh, you know some good times because Kate Fu always needs some pussy. <laughs> I'm, I'm, gonna keep, I'm gonna keep it one thousand. Well, it takes you know, a certain kind of person that can that can actually handle. You know, being in a relationship with someone who's going all over the world, you know, if you're, uh, yeah. they're not going to be able to come with you all the time. That's, you're not going to be able to take your, yeah, you're not going to be able to take your your lady friend uh, with you all over the world trying to, you know, well, you know, she's got to have, you got to have somebody that's stable enough to where yeah. she can take care of herself and yeah. still love a little and still be, and still be trustworthy. That's a lot for a female to, to trust because you know you get a, a level of success because with the fame comes with the fame comes with a lot of females coming at you yeah so a lot of females they you know it's hard for them to deal with that the element of that you know what i'm saying so a lot of don't trust so you know as soon as you can find a female that really trusts that understands the element of the business how it goes then you can you can get in that committed relationship with her and if you know none of that shit in your ear every 30 <laughs> minutes when you're trying to get this bag so right now i just say i just i just stay i stay bachelor right now so I have to, you know, go through that right now. You know what I mean? Well, okay, I've, I've heard things. Out I've heard things about the University of Southern California. I've seen it in movies. Uh, you know, big <laughs> big party school. In addition to getting your BA, which is great, which is great. I mean, I'm sure you that you have uh, times back then to where you got up on stage and and uh, yep. you know, throwing a few rhymes out there and and get yep. some some notoriety as you were even going to school. Then when you get out of school with a BA, did you uh, go in, into business? Uh, you know, did you did you get a day job that that helps you uh, afford the night job? Yeah, yeah, I tried, I tried, I tried a little day job. At, you know, what I, what I call corporate America, come in there, play their rules, their game. You know, with suit and tie or casual wear. It just wasn't for me, Dan. Sitting in that computer cubicle. Uh, all day, and you know, hearing all the dumb shit in your ear in meetings, it was it wasn't satisfying for me. It was too boring for me, you know, because I'm a very hyper ass kid. <laughs> very hyper. I've been hyper as hell, so it, it didn't work for me. Um, so I just I just basically said hell with that. I don't even want to do that. Do that. I'm just gonna do my independent hustle, my own, my own. And I got my own independent business. Uh, you know, doing myself to, to get the honest money. And, and I put that into the music. So that's what I've been doing. You know what I mean? Because I understand the business. I understand the numbers. You know what I mean? How to, how to generate it and how to market it. I, I got that part of it. Well, Kefu uh, Shamir, it takes a lot for somebody to bet on themselves, to leave, you know, a steady job, a steady gig, and to say, you know, chuck it all, throw it all away, and say, I'm going to bet on myself. I'm betting on Kefu, and I'm going to go off into the world and hustle. You're right. It is a hustle, man, because you got, I mean, once you're doing this show, you want to do this show so well that maybe, I, you know, 100 people in that crowd, maybe 50 of those people, might hire you for the next show and then the next show yeah. and they tell two yeah. friends and that's why how it all works out i mean but exactly. it, it seems like man you know having uh what followers on on instagram that's a big deal right now a big deal. are you a big able deal. to I came for something Dan. i'm proud of that right there yeah i came for nothing something because i remember when i create the page it was only uh four followers yeah and uh, and now it's up to 103. So so the music is definitely getting out there to the masses around the world, around the country, and people are liking what they hear. Uh, now you want to turn all of them into consumers. That's it. Go buy, buy the material. Go buy the material. Go stream it, stream it like crazy. 
Go buy the material. Get the get the promoters to book me, so they can have that bag. So you want to turn everybody into consumers. Well, so by that time. Instagram should be chasing you around to be some kind of an influencer. Cause I know yeah. a lot of uh, ladies and gentlemen that are out there on Instagram with their 50,000 yeah. followers or 20,000 followers, and they become yeah. mini uh, influencers and make a yeah. couple bucks off of that. So you could yeah. parlay that while you're waiting for this uh, music career. Well, you know, in, in con- conjunction while you're doing yeah. the music career, you're making a video, your music, music career, making a video. And maybe you're, you're hawking, uh, uh, what, what was it we were talking about earlier uh, uh, that uh, your, your product? Oh, yeah, your chucks. You can say, hey, yeah, I got some new yeah. I got some new chucks and you can yeah. uh, put that on your Instagram and maybe sell a couple of chucks and and get your check from Chuck. <laughs> <laughs> get my check, yeah, get my check for Converse. Tell him to cut the check. For I'm sure. Promote, promote, promote you on my, 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 my platform, but you got to cut me a check to do it. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely, I, man. I get, I get that right there. Um Facebook is sending me messages about that influence and stuff. Uh, I'm trying to put it together uh, where there's you know certain certain sponsorships. They got the big budget already. They want to sponsor you know K Fushimir as well. So I've been reaching out to people as well, and, and, and Facebook has been reaching out to me about you know that influence stuff as well. So they have. Well, it sounds um, like they need, they, they need to give me my blue check though. They need to go get <laughs> give me that blue check up there. Man, that takes forever. It's so weird. You know, I don't know about that blue check. Some people have 200 followers and have a blue check. Some people have 100,000 followers and have no blue check. What? I don't know. I don't know how it really works. I don't get that part. Yeah. Um, They, 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 uh, I think, I think Facebook, until they, to me, that's what I'm, I'm, I could be wrong, but I I think until they see you on those national syndicated TV shows or (laughs) networks, then they, they believe it. I think that's how they think up there in the valley. I think. I could be wrong. <laughs> but, you know, but um, they should have been like my, my blue check because I'm definitely a, a verified rap artist. You can Google me and see that I am a legitimate rap artist with actual music that's in stores all over the country. So I am a legitimate rap artist. Man, no doubt about it. It is so weird because 30 years ago, we wouldn't be having this conversation. There's no no such thing as doing your own. You know, if you wanted to do your own promotion, you'd hire a couple of girls to go stand on the corner with a uh, with your flyers and say, hey, come come to the KFU show uh, tonight, eight o'clock. You know, be there tonight, 10 o'clock, you know, and they're handing out flyers. Now you've got to be your own, uh, your your own promoter, your own, you know, everything. You've got to be so much. You've got to be your. You know, I, when I was a DJ starting out, I had two turntables and a microphone, and I barely used the microphone. Most of the time, it was, all they wanted to do was hear music <laughs> in the club. And every once in a while, yeah. I'd say one, two, one, two, and I say, you know, and that, you know, something simple. And now I got to be the lighting guy. I got to be the promoter. I got to be the the be designer, everything. the be artist, everything. making my own it's flyers. I, you find yourself doing all of that. Yep. All on your it's own, tough, man. The, 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 the independent—I always tell people—the independent hustle, the, the independent grind—it is not easy at all. If they tell you that it's easy, they're not doing it. They're not doing it. Yeah, it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's you got to do everything. It's a daily grind, and hustle, trying to get out of the, the smoke. What I call the smoke, because it's millions and millions of rap artists want to make it as rap artists, and then you got that small little major businesses that really run all the music you know connections and they got the, the billions and billions of dollars right so when you try to come in as an independent you gotta fight your way through all that bullshit yeah just get yourself seen or heard you know what i mean so you know and i ain't talking about those i ain't, i'm not even gonna get into the uh the major radio stations because you know all those guys are getting paid by the majors to play those artists music so they they throwing them like six hundred thousand. Someone throwing them a million, someone throwing them 300,000 just to play the artist's record uh, 10,000 times a day. You know what I mean? You know, I've worked for the big radio stations, uh, you know, big companies that have 200, 400 radio stations all across the country. And then I've worked for the mom and pop stations that maybe have one or two. I enjoyed working for the mom and pops because every time a new artist, especially in Miami, you know, a new yeah. artist will come to the studio and say, you know, and, and come and sit and talk with me for 15 minutes or or half hour or maybe even the whole hour and, and just chat with me on the radio. And they'd hand me their their record and I take a listen to it and I say, I like it. 
and I was able to put it right on. You know, not yeah. like yeah. no bureaucracy to where no bureaucracy bullshit. Oh my yeah. gosh, man! Man, you know, I'm playing full of shit, bro. I'm playing pitbull before he's pitbull. You know, I'm playing. Yeah. I'm playing music in Miami that you know. I'm playing some new stuff from Slip and Slide. I'm playing Twista. I'm playing stuff that that people hadn't heard of yet. This is back in the early 2000s and even the late 90s. And you know, I yeah. I had the ability. Uh, you know, I, I was the music, you know, uh, coordinator. I was the, 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 I, I could, ha- I could do that. But with these big giant, right. giant radio stations, I could feel your, your frustration with trying to yeah. deal with them, you know, cause yeah, you've got it, a good it, it track. Because on my nerves. Cause on my nerves. Cause I, I've been trying to get, you know, my, my song on, on daily rotation on my home city, uh, mainstream top 40 radio station, real 92.3. Big Boy in the Morning Show, which is the biggest syndicated show, it's huge, right? Yeah. And I've been trying my best to get my shit on rotation, and these fools won't even open the door. You know what I mean? I mean, and you're handing <laughs> and, them fully produced, clean yeah. radio edit, clean tracks, radio versions, no cuss words in there. They're clean. It's so clean. You know, you can wipe a baby's ass right there. You know, on all those music that's ready for the radio. You, you know, gotta what I mean? get that love, but man. They, 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 they won't even open the door. Um, luck, luckily, uh, radio stations like yourself and, and many others uh, that, that gives independent uh, rap artists or singers opportunity to be heard have been playing the music, you know, religiously, and I appreciate them. Uh, that is major stations, and you got, you got. I don't know what the. I mean, I, I've been trying to get on that nine two point three LA for years. Play my shit, man. Play my shit. <laughs> they, you know, well, you got to go through uh, the program director. And that fool don't answer the phone. You know what I mean? <laughs> it feels like 92. Man, I've been all over this country and it feels like 92. That that part of the band was made for hip hop and R&B because we got a 90, yeah. 92 jams down here. And uh, yeah. I think in, in Miami, we had something like a 90, 92, uh, I don't know, Streets, Streets 92. Oh, it's a, yeah. yeah, I think 92 is a is a place where the hip hop and R&B yeah. lives, man. That's, yeah, that's the yeah, spot. That's, that's where hip hop and R&B lives, man. <laughs> Rap and hip hop and R B lives on those you know those ninety two stations, ninety stations. Some of the hip hop lives on those one hundred stations like yeah. 105.1 in New York and then right here in LA, Power one oh six plays hip hop and R and B all day as well. So oh, yeah. man, it's it used to, oh, and I know okay, you're you were talking earlier about payola where people would pay pay three hundred thousand dollars to get on rotation they're paying the 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 general manager the the ceos or whatever allegedly i'm not saying it happened but i I know you know in the 50s but let's just say allegedly well in the 50s and (laughs) 60s it was proven you know that that people would say uh hey here's 10 bucks could you play this one time no problem and they you know they put it on one time for the one time and uh Ah, oh my gosh, it's so frustrating. And, and that's frustrating. that's the advantage of having, uh, you know, maybe a big record label behind you. But they're going to take a big giant cut of all your they're money. You broke. They're yeah. trying to leave you broke. You know, once you're, you're doing all the you, you doing all the hard work. You, you, you're the one who got all the talent. Yeah. All they're doing is marketing. Oh, once you know, again, the product together. People back in the fifties and sixties working eight shows a week with yeah. t- with twenty dollars in their pocket. You yeah, know, I bullshit. think about I think about James Brown, you know, and I think about yeah. those guys that were working so hard and not yeah. making any money, man. I mean, it making wasn't no until money. well, it wasn't until and, people uh, like maybe Quincy Jones, maybe Stax Records, you know, mm-hmm. uh, you know, maybe uh, you know, that Motown. It would they they were uh, trying to change it a little bit, but still they took their cut, you know. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> <laughs> they still took their cut. America, yeah, they, they, man, they straight raping you. Capitalism. I can't have them to play me like no sucker like that. I can't have them rape me like that. That's the reason why I wanted the independent uh, move and grind because I just I didn't want to get uh, raped uh, uh, money wise. You know, you do all the hard work, you, you put everything together, and all they got to do is just market it, and then they'll tell you, well, you know, we're gonna give you this much off the of the CD sales or the uh, streams, whatever the case may be. I will only give you this much. Well, you know what I'm saying? And so it doesn't make sense to me. If people look up, if people look up Kefu Shamir, they're going to find you all over social media, but they're also going to find the Instagram. Now that's Blackstock underscore records. 
Now, what is Blackstock Records? Why, why that name, and and what, where did that, when did that ha- start happening? Yeah, I named it, uh, uh, you know, Blackstock Records because it was all about black wealth, you know, the economics, you know, stocks. You know, a lot of people put value in stock owning, right? So I was like, well, you know, I'm owning something, but so let's just call it Blackstock underscore Records. You know, so so I start calling my my label Blackstock Records. You know, what I'm saying so. Um, yeah, that's what that's all about. But yeah, that's my only Instagram page. It's Black Stock underscore Records. You know, with the, with the S behind the uh, the D. Um, don't don't uh, follow any other K Food Shooter because I see these other false pages up there. I, like they me. That's not me on Instagram at all. The only Instagram page that's mine is Black Stock underscore Records. All right. You know, some live feeds. You should be doing live feeds up there to the fans. Good so to know. Don't follow nobody else up here. <laughs> now, Kefu Shamir, you're not only producing yourself, you know I mean? but you're also producing other artists. You're you're bring you're bringing up the the yeah. next generation. Tell me about some of the other artists that yeah. you're trying to to produce. Yeah, yeah, I got my, I got my man Spook Kid Folk on on the song that Hot Fire single Dreams Come True. They down with me, uh, Spook. It is is a, is, a, is a talented rap artist that's from LA too. So it's kid folk. Uh, these these are cats that I know. So I put them on because I knew they had talent. Uh, this record came across my email, and immediately in my head I thought about dreams come true, about our struggle trying to get to the wealth, our struggles uh, uh, believing in us. No matter what they did, so that, that song came came uh, together real quickly. Dreams come true. I called them in and say, "I want you guys to jump on this record. This record right here is it's fire." And they laid it down. I laid it down, and it's been a hit. Dreams come true has been a hit all over the country. People are loving that record. You know what I mean? Um, my man Gup Eighty on the California Dreaming is another is another rap, rap artist that I met through Trend City Radio. And I, I saw him a lot in, 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 their, in their feeds. And uh, I saw some talent in him. You know what I'm He happened to be from Compton. So I, you know, I reached out to him and said, hey man, I want you on this record with me called California Dreaming. And uh, he came through and he laid his verse down. He did a great job on it. Um, and I'm, I'm really proud of that, that single. I really love that record, California Dreaming. Cause it's yes. Just, I see it's something that you you put out. It's, really, uh, it's a 420 record. Yeah, you put it out maybe three months ago. I mean, you've been on on YouTube at least for six yeah. years, so you've been really you've been really going hard at this for yeah. at least the last six years. You know, uh, trying yeah. to get this off the ground, which is great, man. And you're already bringing up the next generation. From what I and if you already have other people that are coming with you. I could see a little festival happening. Yeah. I could see something going yeah. on. Maybe yeah. a maybe a Blackstock Records festival right there in your hometown of Compton uh, on the West Side. Yeah, yeah, it'll be it'll be L.A. because I'm from L.A. South Central, so it'll be right there in L.A. Mm-hmm. The festival. Yep. Uh, Gov eighty, he's from Compton. Uh, Spook and Kid Folk they from L.A. Like me. Yeah. So, but it would be lovely to do a, a, a festival right there in the city. I mean, that'd be real lovely. And have everybody come out and support, support us. That'd be great. Um, also, got my, I, got, I got another artist that I haven't put out there yet. My man Drez. Uh, he's a Spanish kid. Um, I'm going to do something with him later on. Um, all right well you're starting to break yeah. up a little bit i think moving around uh you're you got a lot of energy you're getting a little hyperkinetic a little hyperactive i think you're ready to break out of this uh, let's, 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 let's wind this podcast down let's take let's take it home because I, I don't want this to be the last time that we talk. As things progress, I want you to come back and talk more yeah, about you. Okay. We're starting to uh, start. Uh, okay. Uh, your, your signal's starting to break up. I don't know if it's on your side or my side. Okay. This internet's terrible. Okay. <laughs> but uh, yeah, the internet. I always like to uh, finish these. Is that better? Yeah, that sounds good. But uh, okay. I always like to finish these things off with last words for the people. You know, I know we got a little idea of who Kefu Shamir is and Blackstock Records. Uh, I'm going to put all these the links 
to all your various uh, social medias and all your your music outlets in the show notes so people know where to go where to find you uh you know if they slide into your dms i want them to uh, uh you know uh, well i mean if ladies want some love i guess you're open to that yeah. That's fine. You want the ladies, man. Yeah. You know, if, you, if somebody wants to collaborate with you, I encourage them to go to your Blackstock underscore records uh, Instagram and get into the DMs, you know, put a follow, put a like on all the stuff and uh, and and find out more. But K. Shamir, man, I've had a blast talking to you. I want you to come back, you know, as time progresses. But uh, I want you to give some last words for the people. This could be words okay. to live by, something that you heard a long time ago, or just whatever pops into your head at this moment in time. Uh, okay. K. Shamir, give the last words for the people. Yeah, never give up. Always believe in yourself. No matter what someone tells you, just be determined put the plan together, strategize it, and make it happen. Uh, don't forget to follow me on all my social sites, Instagram, Blackstock underscore records. You also can follow me on Twitter, KFU underscore Shamir. You also can follow me on my Spotify uh, page and stream all my music, which is KFU Shamir. I appreciate my man Dan going to have the link up there. Also follow me on Apple Music. Also follow me on YouTube, SoundCloud. It's all KFU Shamir. That's how you, that's, that's, that's it right there. And I'm Kefu Shamir, rap artist, CEO, Black Star Records, South Central LA. You know. <laughs> well, there you have it, party people. Kefu Shamir. Follow him everywhere on all his socials and fa- uh, follow Blackstock underscore records on instagram as well yeah kfu i mean having a name like kfu uh, and you know shamir kfu shamir definitely that's a brand you know that's easy you put that in your google you're gonna find him everywhere all over <laughs> almost every hit is gonna be him i know he's, he said he's got a few uh a few uh people that are trying to trying to uh make uh cr- take credit for his name so the only instagram is the blackstock underscore records instagram don't follow any other kfu shamirs they're fakes they're fakes i tell you <laughs> that's what happens when you get big you know people want to imitate you and try to make some money off your name hopefully kfu shamir you uh parlay those hundred and three thousand instagram followers into some kind of influencer you know, make some money. <laughs> it, it's not selling out. It's making some money. It's making a living. That's what you do. <laughs> I, you know, if I had 103,000 Instagram followers, I'd probably be uh, hawking wares. You'd see me with uh, Doritos, <laughs> my favorite. Taco Bell. Yeah. <laughs> Try Coca-Cola or Pepsi-Cola. <laughs> I'd be selling out for sure. <laughs> but I, man you got a good head on your shoulders you got you you went all the way in school got your ba so people aren't going to take advantage of you you know you 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 took you got the knowledge to try to limit those times when people try to take advantage yeah so stay in school thank you so much k Shamir, for being on the what makes you famous podcast i appreciate it i look forward to talking to you again i look forward to following you around on your social medias and hearing and seeing more from you ah that's it for this edition of what makes you famous now if you yes you my loyal listener if you'd like to tell your story i encourage you to give me a call 501-470-6386 or email keysdan at aol.com that's it for me it's keysdan radio what.com dj little rock.com peace i'm out of here if you like what you hear follow what makes you famous social media Use the hashtag, What Makes You Famous. Follow on Facebook, at What Makes You Famous. Follow on Instagram, at What Makes You Famous. Follow on Twitter, at Makes Famous. And follow on YouTube, at Keys Dan. Leave What Makes You Famous, podcast a review, and subscribe. 
Listen to What Makes You Famous podcast on Podbean, iTunes, YouTube, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, and Spotify, and almost anywhere you find podcasts. Tell your story on my podcast, What Makes You Famous. Call 501-470-6386 and leave a message to set up a time. You can support What Makes You Famous using the PayPal link, paypal.me forward slash keysdan. Email info at radiowhat.com. What Makes You Famous podcast is a production of Keys Dan Enterprises Incorporated at keysdan.com. Thank you for listening. Radio What, the music you want with some great Great quotes. In all things, it is better to hope than to despair. Anonymous. The music you want. RadioWhat.com. Tweet, tweet, yo. Follow Radio What on Twitter at RadioWhatTwit. Tweet, tweet, yo.